Welcome back to another episode of Tooth and Claw. Today we've got another monthly animal attack news roundup, and each of us brought a couple of really, really good stories that Wes has a lot to teach us about, so I think you guys are really going to enjoy this one. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. These ones are really fun, and I think you guys are going to like the stories that we have to share for you. All right, let's just get to the episode. I've got a frog in my throat. Does that oh. count as an animal attack? How do you say that in French? J'ai un frog dans my throat. <laughs> they say frog? Uh, grenouille in French? Uh, frog in, in Brazilian Portuguese, Brazilian Portuguese is huh. Huh. <laughs> That's interesting. How do they say huh then? Uh, like if you're like, huh? huh? People are like, is he saying huh or is yeah. he saying frog? Frog, it's like you, it's more nasally. You got to go, huh. It's like the noise they make. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. Frogs speak with a Portuguese accent? Kind of. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird language. Uh, all right. What's up, my dudes? What's up, dog? Uh, Jeff, you're a little bit less of a man Ruff. this week, aren't you? <laughs> What's that mean? You're missing a little bit of yourself. The tip, my hernia? The tip of your intestines. Yeah, dude, but my penis and testicles are all swollen, so I I would argue I'm a bit more of a man. Oh, that's good. Okay. Uh, well, that's not the direction I was going with that. Anyway, uh, Jeff got a hernia operation. It's gotten a lot better. I can laugh a bit more. Uh-huh. I sneezed again today, and man, that sucks. And, like, I knew it was going to suck, and I just didn't want to sneeze, but there's, like, no stopping it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, there's been like a couple times to just like standing up. I felt like I ripped all my stitches out and I would like feel for blood and there's just nothing. It just hurts. I was having a conversation with my boss today. You, you just reminded me of this. And I had a <laughs> right. I had a sneeze that I like felt really strong and I like knew I was going to sneeze, but I couldn't sneeze for some reason. And I feel like my face just looked like I was like crying, <laughs> like getting emotional or something. Because I just was like trying to get this sneeze out for like 10 seconds as he was talking to me. And then yeah. finally I just had to be like, I'm sorry, I just really got to sneeze and I can't sneeze. Like but, you were edging a sneeze. I actually yeah. kind of like that. Like sometimes uh, I'll just hold my pee in for like a half hour because it feels even better okay. when you go finally, you know? <laughs> It's like how me and Jeff hold, <laughs> held in, our, or me and Cyrus held in our poops when we were little for like two months at a time. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's dangerous. Yeah, we talked about uh, that already on this podcast, I think. You hold in your pee just so that it'll feel better <laughs> to like be less uncomfortable later? Oh man, you've never done that? No. I mean, I do it more out of laziness than like... Oh yeah, like when you wake like up in the morning, being like be more gratified. Yeah. yeah, that's the worst when you have to pee so bad, but you just want to keep laying in bed. Well, Jeff, uh, speedy recovery, bud. We're sorry that thanks, dude. That your little intestines decided to do that, and we hope that you feel better soon. Yeah, I don't know if that's what it is. I'm but... pretty sure that's what it is. <laughs> thanks. Last time you said it was a piece of fat when we were talking to our patrons that poked out. I'm pretty yeah. sure a hernia is when a little bit of your intestine squeaks out, but I'm not sure. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. Well, we can look it because up. Because I 
been meeting with doctors about it and they never said anything about that all right i could yeah it could be but i don't really pay attention very much yeah i was gonna say but i'm pretty sure it's just fat that they cut out okay yeah it says a bulging of an organ or tissue through an abnormal opening so it often it is the stomach or intestine it says typically it's stomach or intestine but it sounds like it can just be tissue as well so what is that web md uh that was web md yeah, I don't know about that place. Every time I go there, I walk away with like eight self-diagnoses of cancer and stuff. So Fair enough. I'll take that with a pinch of salt. Fair enough. You guys got anything else you need to talk about? Um, With a counselor, maybe. Not you guys. <laughs> yeah. Should we yeah, get, get into, into our stuff? Yeah, let's get into our stuff. <laughs> All right. So this is our... We shouldn't say monthly because it's about every month and a half. We do a news update. Our last one was like late August. So it's just you guys out there, you listeners, you're sending us lots of news stories. You're constantly telling us about everything that's happening out there in the world of wildlife. And And just knock it off. Yeah, stop. (laughs) You're getting annoying. (laughs) No, we love it. Um, It does help us collect these stories, but a lot of them don't really merit like a full episode. And so we want to be able to talk about those stories without, you know, like boring you guys. So we kind of just like to stick them all together and kind of do a, an episode every three or four episodes where we just run through all these stories at once. So that's what this episode is. Uh, we're going to run through a bunch of stories. We got some good ones today. And then we're going to have a little fun. We're, we're going to have a little fun in our second half. Ooh, a little fun for a change around We're going to celebrate our podcast anniversary and we're gonna play a little. We're gonna play a little game. Uh, would you like to play right, a game? Right. Like saw, like saw. That's why I said. Would you like to play a game? Yep. <laughs> Anyways, right. so let's. That's a get terrible s- way to celebrate an anniversary. To play a game of saw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I agree. I I'd think probably it's terrible, try to file for divorce. Terrible maybe. way to celebrate anything. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started. Uh, I will start with one that happened right after our last news episode. And it just like didn't make the cut because we had just recorded, but it was a mom who saved her five-year-old son from a mountain lion attack. And this is one that made national news. It's one that a lot of you guys sent to us. So I did want to talk about it really quickly. Uh, This happened in Calabasas, California. Quick pop quiz. Anyone know a famous band from the late 90s, early 2000s from Calabasas? Uh, 311. Uh, close, actually. Uh, Incubus, the oh, band Incubus yeah. is from Calabasas. Mm. I believe so, at least. I was, in, I was a little bit of an Incubus fan for a, a hot minute. Anyway, this woman, her five-year-old boy was attacked by a mountain lion, and she intervened to, intervened to save him. It was actually like a pretty crazy story from what I could gather. Uh, the boy was out playing near a tree near his home, and he was attacked and dragged about 45 yards away. And the commotion from this attack, like him screaming and probably the mountain lion screaming too, alerted the mom. She was inside doing something and she runs outside and she immediately begins punching and hitting this mountain lion in the face and manages to get the lion to leave her son away or alone. And then this guy who responded, Captain Patrick Foy with a California Fish and Wildlife, he said this mom's an absolute hero. He, she 100% saved her son's life. He was pretty injured. He had injuries all over his head, neck, upper torso. And when this article came out about this that kind of was copied all over the internet, he was still recovering in the children's hospital in LA, but I'm guessing he made a full recovery. This lion that attacked him was a kitten born in October, last October, from a really famous lion in like the Santa Monica area, P54. 
they actually did put the lion that was responsible for the attack down, but the mom and the other sibling were nearby and they didn't kill those lions. So that's good. The lion was named P-54? That's the mom's name. Mm. Um, You said she's famous? I've never heard of her. And she's like a pretty pretty well-known lion in that area. I think it's a lot cooler when people punch a mountain lion in the face as opposed to like just kicking it, you know? I agree. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's I very primal it in the face. I did it with like my kicking hands. Kicking it, you're not really, yeah. A punch is very intimate. Or it's just like, you're not risking as much. Like a punch that can like bite your hand or something. Yeah. It's like why when you watch a title fight or something, for me, it's a lot more satisfying when someone gets knocked out with a punch than like a kick. Oh yeah, in a boxing match, uh, kicking is not. Yeah, a or like move, whatever, but... whatever they do. <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> she should have armbarred MMA, arm, yeah. armbarred the mountain lion. Yeah, submission made it tap out. <laughs> All right, so I have got a bunch more. Do you guys want to do one of yours before I do yeah, a bunch I'll, more of mine? I'll do a story. Ooh. Okay. All right, so mine's actually a leopard attack. Ooh, oh, did wow. you have a leopard, Wes? I, re- I think I read about this attack. Was it the little boy? Yeah. Or no, it's a little girl. Okay. It's hard to tell sometimes. Close to Kuno National Park. It's in a place in India called Madhya Pradesh. And it happened August 21st. Uh, oh, mine happened in September. So not the same one. A 50-year-old grandma and her 55-year-old husband and their toddler grandson were all sleeping and they were like sleeping on their floor and at midnight this sneaky old leopard snuck into their house and bit the toddler on her ankle and started dragging bobby out of the house so bobby starts to scream and the grandma um her name was basant guhar she like woke up to the toddler wailing and being dragged away by a leopard right next to her. So she hops up, kicks the leopard as hard as she can, and then like instinctively lets out a really loud scream that wakes up the husband who wasn't sleeping right next to them. So then the husband wakes up, and he says that he ran up to the leopard and just kicked it with all of his might, and then they started pulling the leg out from its mouth and finally got the toddler's leg out of the leopard's mouth. And then the leopard turned on them and started biting at them. And the neighbors at this point had heard them like screaming and they all came over to help and started fighting off this leopard with like sticks that they brought and the leopard ran oh, off wow. into the... Yeah. Like a communal effort. How old was Bobby again? Bobby, it just said toddler. So okay. I, I saw a picture. We've argued about what a toddler is. I, saw, I see a picture. Uh, she looks about two or three years old. And she's According a to Jesse, a toddler is like 12 10 years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then something, an interesting side note is I guess in that national park, they recently re- reintroduced cheetahs to the park. Oh, cool. And like, yeah, Asiatic cheetahs. Everyone in this town is really against it because they think they're already like worried about leopards. And they're like, no, don't worry. There hasn't really been any cheetah attacks in the wild. So like, you're fine with cheetahs being there. But they're like having to convince people in that town that it's like fine to have cheetahs. And so then this recent leopard attack's not helping that at all. Yeah. If anything, what could happen is the cheetahs and leopards compete for food. Mm -hmm. And so then if the cheetahs are doing really well, maybe the leopards have to turn to like going into these cities more often. Oh, interesting. And 
pulling like dogs and, and kids and stuff out of houses. So it's like leopards in India have become a very urban cat in a lot of places, like in Mumbai, which is like one of the biggest cities in India. You can find leopards on the fringe of the city and they'll come into people's houses. Like there's countless videos online of leopards grabbing dogs off of people's porches. Oh man. We just posted one of like a leopard coming up and like almost getting a woman and she like hits it with her cane and it runs off. Yeah. But like there's some crazy leopard videos out there. We haven't done a leopard episode yet, but we're for sure they're like coming up soon. I put in my notes, leave a pause for Wes to say we haven't done a leopard episode, (laughs) but we'll do one soon. (laughs) We are. I I've kind of been saving them because they've always been one of my favorites. But um We've talked about two cats now that are like in kind of the same size range, mountain lions and leopards. And one thing I just wanted to mention really quick, they are about the same size. And a really interesting thing that I just kind of wanted to bring up as you were talking about that is that they are an animal that needs like their every single muscle in their body to survive. Like if they get injured, we've talked about this a little bit, but if they get injured or something, Uh, It could be a death sentence for them. So if you fight back pretty hard with a cat that size where you could actually do some damage to it, it's probably going to run off because it doesn't want anything to do with that because it could kill it. Like, it's not like you're going to kill it then and there, but if you break its leg or if you pop an eye out or something, then it's probably going to die. It's not like a bear that can just kind of handle that sort of injury for years and years and years. They need all of those muscles in every part of their body to hunt their prey. So that's why they're very flighty and that's why like a good fight can stop an attack like that. And that's what happened with both of our attacks, the mountain lion and the leopard. You say we post some leopard content on our Instagram, Wes? We did. Yeah. You missed it. Yeah. Sounds like I should really start following our account. Uh, So plug. You should get on Instagram. (laughs) Plug for our Instagram account. (laughs) Sounds like we post some good stuff over there. We do. You know, Mike, we'd love to see you on there someday. (laughs) Yeah, dude. What's it called? (laughs) It's called To The Claw Podcast. Yeah, follow us there. Thanks, guys. All right, so I'm going to do another one, and then, Mike, we can get to yours. While we're on our, you know, while we're on India and cats, we're going to talk about tigers. I, you know, every time we do this news episode, I just kind of do a Google search, and I do, like, tiger attack, and then I look at the news tab, and I did that this time, and the first, like, there's, unfortunately, there's always entries, and they're always within a couple weeks, and the one that came up said, tigers kill seven people. So a subadult tiger aged about two years, they think, is suspected to have killed seven people in Gadtree, Roli, India. All the victims were men. It's in the Porla range, which is this kind of community within that part of India. And they say that this like kind of the spate of attacks is pretty unprecedented, having seven people die in a matter of months. The latest attack happened on September 14th. An old man had gone into the forest to collect wild mushrooms and he was killed by the tiger. On September 2nd, a capture order was issued for the tiger. The animal at that point had killed four people in August, but they sent two teams out to track it down and catch it, uh, and three more people have died since. So on September 6th, 11th, and 14th. They set up traps all over the forest, but this tiger's too smart, hasn't taken the bait. It has been feeding on the victims, unfortunately, and this area of India now has seen 10 deaths this year from tigers. Uh, oh. And there's another part of India nearby that's seen 33 deaths this year from tigers. Wow. So just these two small regions of India this year have seen 43 deaths from tigers, which is pretty insane. People in India have just co-evolved with tigers, and tigers are one of the few animals out there that 
do actively hunt people that you just do see a larger number of deaths from them. And it's like, it's pretty gnarly. It's like a crazy place to live where you could just be out walking in the forest and a tiger just decides to eat you. Yeah, that would anyway. be scary. Yeah. Yeah, it's just crazy. If, that especially many... if you were like being eaten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Particularly. I, I agree. I, I 100% agree with that. Okay, let's move on to Shakira. <laughs> Do you guys know you know Shakira? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know where Super Bowl with her last year, yeah, right? Maybe or two years ago. I like think she was one of the best Super Bowl performers ever. She was really um, good. Yeah, Shakira and her eight-year-old son were attacked by wild boars in Barcelona, Spain, recently. Oh, nice. Um, she detailed the whole thing on her Instagram. Apparently, they did okay. Her purse with her cell phone inside was damaged, oh, so yeah. she was pretty upset about that. She'll be all right. When she was, yeah. Apparently, on her Instagram story, she said, "Look at what these two wild boars did to my bag," and she shared pictures of her bag. And, and are you she, sure wild? She's just not like calling some middle-aged fans wild boars. <laughs> <I'm> pretty sure. <laughs> okay. Apparently, this park in Barcelona has a big problem with wild boars. But um, she took her bag and took a video of it, and she said they've destroyed everything. Uh, the bag seems a little drastic. It didn't make a recovery. Her bag being destroyed. And then she, I guess, turned to her son, her eight-year-old son, Milan, and she said, Milan, tell the truth. Say how your mummy stood up to the wild boar. <laughs> so really put Milan on the spot, um, uh, made him say, well, I guess that she stood up to these wild boars. Yeah, but apparently this is a problem. Uh, wild boar attacks have been on the rise all across Europe. Uh, Spanish police received 1,187 calls related to wild boar disturbances in 2016 alone. I don't know why they pulled that year out of the hat, but in 2016, that's how many calls they got for wild boar disturbances. That one <laughs> guy in Game of Thrones, he got killed by one. Oh, the yeah. King. King um, what's, what's his, his name? face? Yeah, yeah it's man. Scary. Game of Thrones just feels like a different lifetime. <laughs> that I just don't ever think about that show anymore. <laughs> anyway, so Shakira got attacked by wild boars. Poor, poor her. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> pray for Shakira. Uh, Mike, you want to regale us with a story? Uh, yeah. So my my story takes place down in Louisiana. It involves an older man named Timothy Satterley and an enormous alligator. So. In the wake of Hurricane Ida's destructive pass through the Gulf states just earlier this year, anyone that lives down in those states can attest to the fact that the hurricane is kind of just the beginning of the problems. There's a lot more that can go wrong, that will go wrong post a hurricane. Once it dissipates, all the wreckage that's left in its path, the power outages cause fatalities by, you know, lack of air conditioning. All kinds of problems can occur. But one thing you might not really be worried about, or at least thinking about, is an alligator that gets washed inland or swims inland from the flooded, I guess, the waters that are left over from a hurricane. Unless you've seen the movie Crawl. I have It came out last year or two yeah. years ago. Uh, yeah. Well, All right. If you that, live that's by what that entire movie's alligator about. farm. And there's a hurricane. Watch out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Then be yeah. thinking about that. This story, so it's a little tragic. So you're not all the way back to laughing, Jeff. You don't have to worry don't about laugh. this one. All right. Anyway, so a 70-year-old man named Timothy Satterley, after the hurricane cleared, he went out to check something in his shed. And this guy, he's so cool. You look at a picture of him. There's this really cool picture of him. He looks like he's in ZZ Top. He's got this big, long beard. 
and he's wearing a camo bucket hat. He just looks like a really friendly guy. And by all accounts, he was. He did a lot of volunteer work at his grandkids' schools. He cooked a lot of meals for disaster relief, like the the people that were on hard times. So he went out back to check something in the shed when all of a sudden his wife reports hearing a splash. And she thought maybe he just tripped over something or fell in the water. So she went out to kind of investigate what was going on when, to her horror, she realized that he was trapped in the infamous death roll from an alligator. And she Jeez. she remarked that it was an enormous alligator. Just like in their backyard. Yeah, just kind of swimming around in the flooded waters. So this is happening in just right across the lake from New Orleans. I always forget what that lake is called down okay. there. But yeah, so not super yeah, far know. inland. But anyways, she was frantically searching around for anything she could get her hands on to help him escape from the alligator. And when she came back, she noticed that he was unconscious and missing an arm. So she knew that... He's in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> she needed to yeah. act fast. Yeah, that seems, that seems like a bit of a warning. <laughs> but like, what can she really do? You know, like she's not going to... Yeah, I guess she could wade out into the waters and maybe try to help him back in. But again, there's a 12-foot alligator patrolling the area. She doesn't yeah, know what to do. that's crazy. So what she ends up doing is she gets in her little canoe and rows to find maybe somebody that can help her or at least find somewhere where her cellular service has connection again. And so finally, she contacts the authorities after I don't know exactly how long, but it took a while. And when she came back to the house, she was devastated to see that her husband was nowhere to be found. He was just gone. So the authorities convene on the area. They don't find anything, and two weeks pass, and they're just ready to say, this person's missing, almost certainly dead. There's not a whole lot we can do. When, again, about two weeks later, they were flying a surveillance drone over the area, and they got they caught some footage of an alligator that kind of fit the description. You know, I, you can't really be certain. Um, Big teeth. Long, <laughs> yeah. Kind of black and colored. Big tail. <laughs> anyway, so they thought maybe this is the alligator they're looking for. And so they trapped it and they killed it with just a quick shot between the eyes and put it down. And when they were sifting through the remains of what was in this alligator's stomach, they found some, of course, they found some, like the upper half, like torso. And there's a quote. I want to get this right. They said, Wildlife agents cut the animal open, revealing human remains, including elements of a face that were intact. So the coroner and the authorities were piecing this body back together, trying to almost like a puzzle, trying to figure out if this is the person they were looking for. Man, this is just it's really it's pretty dark. It's it's heavy stuff. And it just. I guess you go outside and there's just an inherent risk to life, you know, like you never know. So they did determine through some DNA matches with his children that there were 11 pieces of satisfactory evidence that pointed to the fact that that was indeed Timothy. And yeah, just a really, really tragic, horrifying situation that you wake up one day and just pop into your backyard and all of a sudden you're getting gator rolled. It's crazy. When did that happen? Earlier this year, just right after Hurricane Ida. Jeez. Like a month ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. You should watch the movie Crawl. Sure. I think you'll like it after after having researched that story. Um, yeah. Honestly, that, that whole area is gator habitat. Anywhere within, I don't know how many miles of New Orleans, but within a pretty good radius of New Orleans is gator habitat. But yeah, that's an interesting one. Like I don't, if you're an older woman and he's out there floating face down or whatever and unconscious and the gator's still nearby. I don't really know what you do, you know? Yeah. It's tricky. Well, thanks for the story, Mike. 
uh, kind of brought right, the room. Let's do a down. more lighthearted. Let's do one. a happy one. Yeah, let's switch <laughs> to a happy one. So there's a part of Japan. It's called the Iwate Pref- or Prefecture Government. How do you say that word? Prefecture. Prefecture. Yeah, prefecture. I'm just putting the the <laughs> emphasis on the wrong syllable there, aren't I? Anyway, <laughs> this Iwate place is kind of like on this coastal, really wooded part of Japan on the main island. And it's really, really good habitat for Asiatic black bears. And Asiatic black bears in Japan are actually responsible for a lot of attacks on humans. They're much more aggressive than our black bears over here in the U.S. And there's we're going to get into Asiatic black bears at some point. But there's a lot of pretty crazy stories of people being attacked by them in Japan. And I guess in the Siwate place, it's becoming kind of a big problem. So this area commissioned uh, this like old Japanese rock band to make an anthem to teach people what you're supposed to do when you see a bear. <laughs> and this rock song is going to be like played in like malls and like shopping areas all around that part of the country. And so I want to read you some of the lyrics. I love Japan. I couldn't, it's That's not great. out. Yeah, it's not out yet. I guess it's coming out this month, but all the news articles I found had some of the lyrics. So you're just going to have to picture the music. It says screaming guitars and pounding drums. So you think bears are cute. Discard that naive way of thinking. Nearby that cub is a parent bear, and it'll suddenly attack you. Roar, 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 roar. It'll suddenly (laughs) attack you. (laughs) Then there's parts where it says, never turn your back and run away. Great advice. And trying to play dead doesn't work. Also great advice, especially with an Asiatic black bear. So they talk to the singer a little bit, uh, Yuzen Tagushi. He's 69 years old. And he said it's really frightening when you see a bear... Uh, you, he said, you want to run away, but his grandparents had told him years ago that if you do encounter a bear, don't turn away, back away slowly. Again, great advice. He was taught that knowledge as a kid, but he really wants to help teach other people. So he's really excited about this whole project. And I think it's a really cool idea. So I'm excited to hear this song once it comes out. We're definitely going to play it on the podcast. Oh, um, for sure. just got to remember to to add it in that should honestly like be our opening song <laughs> it should. probably just, should like, be yeah, probably should be that. our intro music <laughs> it's a good idea we should see if we can license it uh-huh. all right oh jeff do you have more i got a couple yeah i'm gonna yeah, yeah. burn through three stories real quick okay, okay. but yeah. they're do quick it, so it'll be fast mm. i think world yeah. record this one there's not a lot of meat to it honestly but we've never really talked about hyenas so September 6th, an infected hyena in Maharishtra, India, attacked an uh-huh. elderly man and then that same day and like sent him to the hospital. And then yeah. that same day it um, attacked a cyclist, like a someone on a motorcycle. And then later they found it dead. Really? Oh, big day for that guy. Yeah. I do think, too, it's worth mentioning when you're talking about uh, hyenas in India, it's like a very different looking critter than the hyenas than you the think African about, ones? like from like Lion King and stuff. Well, African, there's multiple species in Africa, too, but usually in India, it's the striped hyena, which looks kind of like a mix between a wolf and a hyena and has big, like, long stripes on it, kind of like tiger stripes. Okay. Well, that's it for the hyena story. <laughs> okay. There's sure not a lot sweet. there, but I just wanted yeah. to bring it up. And then um, I got one from, so me and Wes and some friends went to Mexico like a month ago and we were like at this beach and there was just like just a ton of crabs hundreds of them 
and me and Wes were both trying to catch a crab. So then his friend, or like our friends made it like a contest, which one of you guys can catch a crab first? These are so I was crabs, a little not more little hesitant ones. than Wes. And Wes just can kind of sense that I'm getting close to catching mine, I think. And he just goes for it and like grabs his. <laughs> and he's like, I caught it. And the thing just really nailed him with its claws. It, it got Cut you pretty good. He was bleeding like, like blood, blood like running, running down, down, down his arm. But he won the contest. So was it worth it, Wes? Yeah, someone owes me five bucks. I think it's Damien. It's probably me. Oh, yeah. I owe so many people five dollars around here. (laughs) It wasn't worth it. It hurt really bad. (laughs) It's pretty Uh, funny. So that's that's a crab attack. So that's one. And then... We'll do a crab episode later, right, Wes? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I just want to do a quick coyotes be wildin oh yeah yeah so that's our category in this episodes that i came up with last time but uh-huh. um i'm just gonna do a coyote story each time we do this so because coyotes this be one wildin'. happened back in march in stanley park so mike i know Wes knows this one because we already talked about it but do you know who alan tradick is tradick alan tudick tudick oh yeah, Alan Tudyk. <laughs> yeah, I know. Alan I know Tudyk. who it is. Firefly. Guy, what right? do you think of? I think of Firefly. Oh, uh, Firefly. Me and Wes both think of a Knight's Tale. Oh, that's a good one. Jeffrey Chaucer. Yeah. And then I think yeah. he's in like because he's Daddy naked Day. in that one. That's why you think of that. He's in so much stuff. No, he's not naked in that one. Oh no, I'm thinking of. Yeah, he... Oh, you're right. It's the other guy, Paul Bettany. Paul yeah. Bettany. But so he was in Stanley Park, which has had so many coyote attacks this year. And his wife was there with their dogs. And this coyote was just trying to kill their dog for 10 minutes. And she kept trying to fight it off. And it just kept going for their dog. And then she like picked up the dog and it started like biting at her. And he just said that it was like a crazy experience and he's really happy to serve his dogs. It's for me and all those drugs. Yeah. And I guess <laughs> Stanley Park just recently killed. So they've killed seven coyotes this year and they just killed like four recently. But uh-huh. they fully reopened the park. So oh, next, Seems next episode, we might premature. have some fresh stories. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Maybe they're fans of the podcast. They want to give us some, some material. They like coyotes. Yeah, be wise. Yeah. When I was doing research for the coyote episode, there were so many that came up in Stanley Park. And they're There's all the same. It's like people just getting bit left and right. Um, yeah, stop feeding wildlife if you are. Yeah. Stop it. That's what they think it's mostly from, them conditioning them, like food conditioning. And drugs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and drugs. There's really Plus, coyotes just be wildin' sometimes. I mean... Yeah, they do be. A coyote on drugs is like 50 times scarier than just a normal coyote. Yeah, sure. I would agree with that. Um, or like 50 times more mellowed out and like way chill. <laughs> I'd still be more scared. Uh, <laughs> uh, when I was reading about those stories, there was one about this lady who got bit on like her calf. And it was funny because all the headlines were like, woman does has six months of recovery after coyote attack. And I, and I was like, whoa, that's like pretty gnarly. And it's because she like fell down after she got bit. And mm-hmm. she, her, she like, pulled a tendon in her knee or something but all these articles were like like, six month recovery after you know and it was like "Mm." that coyote got a bad rap on that one gotta get better representation in court but it was because of the bite it was so i mean it it definitely still counts like we had the 
like the guy that got thrown off the cliff by the grizzly bear. I mean, yeah, he probably his, had some his cliff, cliff injuries. injuries were definitely related to the attack. Well, thanks, Jeff. Are you done with Coyotes Be Wyland? Yeah. All right. So another one that got sent to us a lot was a woman in Manito- Manitoba who fought off a bear. I'm going to do fought off in uh, quotation marks. There's actually video of this one. The woman's out in her yard. You see her dog come like bolting out and then there's a bear with a couple cubs and the bear's running at the dog and she's standing there with like a long stick and right when the bear passes her, it turns to her and just like knocks her down and then she falls down and the bear immediately stops and when she stands back up, the bear runs away. So I think it was kind of like from a bear biologist's point of view, wasn't much of a fight. Like I don't think she really fought off this bear, but what happened was the dog aggravated the bear with cubs bear chases the dog away the bear sees her and she's waving the stick at it so it sees her as another threat it's already in like full protection mode it knocks her down and as soon as she's down on the ground she's no longer a threat to this bear and it immediately just thinks okay i gotta get my cubs out of here now that these threats are neutralized it turns around runs away and goes up a tree with its cubs and that's exactly what happened and she even, all those articles said she fought it off, but she pretty much just said, like, she would have, like, had over. to climb the tree and gone up there and fought it with her right. stick a little like, bit for it to count. Punch it in the As face. Like, yeah. She just I got agree. knocked over it's... and then scared it off. Don't let me discredit you, but, like, I'm just not going to say you fought a bear. No, I agree. And the video is pretty clear. That's what happened. She actually didn't even yeah. realize that she had made contact with the bear until she watched the video. And realized that oh, the really? bear had knocked her over. Yeah. Well, good. Uh, she's, but pretty, she's cool. Good job. She is. Uh, and she was very humble about it. It's a good video if you guys want to check it out. Just Google Manitoba woman fights off bear and it'll come up. <laughs> um, all right. So I've got one about a spider bite. So Sherry Ooh. Maddox was a woman who was on a 10-hour kayak trip on the Staunton River, which is in the Long Island area. And without realizing it, she was bit by a brown recluse spider on her lip. So one day later, she recognized that she had like a suspicious bite on her lip. And then she started feeling some pain. So she went and got some antibiotics and started taking those. But the next day, the swelling really set in. and The pain became pretty extreme. So she went to the hospital where the bite was diagnosed as a brown recluse bite. Uh, I'm going to show you guys a photo real quick of what her lip looked like after she was bit by this brown recluse so here's her lip after getting bit by a brown recluse spider gnarly it looks like when i it looks like when i hit brent in the face with that big old rock (laughs) that's exactly what i thought about (laughs) jeff hit our cousin in the face with a rock and his lip just swelled up like like 10 times its normal size it's like the worst i've ever felt and the worst part was like i was aiming for it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was like totally on. It's purpose. a whole story. Anyway, she got diagnosed as a brown recluse bite. Uh, she was given antivenom and she was checked into the hospital because she was in, again, excruciating pain. Yeah, that looked bad. She went in and out of hallucinations in the hospital for five days while she was on the spider antivenom. And she said that she felt pain so excruciating that she thought she might die. But the treatment did work. And as far as I can tell, she's made a, a full recovery. I thought that story was really interesting because when we talked about Fiona, the woman who was bitten by the Sydney funnelweb spider, she also mentioned hallucinating after the bite and how she felt a butterfly wrap its wings around her and she felt this really warm, ethereal feeling. And it makes me like 
wonder what's in spider antivenom and how we get our you want to get bit by some spiders try it yeah (laughs) i'm wondering how she didn't realize that she got bit by a brown did her husband look like a brown recluse maybe i i don't don't know they're pretty small (laughs) spiders the interesting thing to me is that it happened on a canoe trip because when people get bit by brown recluse it's usually they're cleaning up an old dusty area or something or like reaching into a drawer because brown recluses really like to live underneath things and in kind of like areas that we don't typically mess around in a lot and so it's it's interesting that it was on a canoe i don't i can't fully explain what happened there her her lip just looks like one lip and it's like 20 times bigger than it should be but it's not like it looks like she has she doesn't have like a hole in her mouth anymore she just has like one hot dog across her face i got bit by a spider like a month ago I think it was. I have no idea, actually. But I've had like uh-huh. a huge lump in my forearm for a month, and I had a really big headache the day I got it. But then, like, I never got a scab or anything, so I wasn't sure if it was a spider. But then, yeah, when I was getting my hernia surgery, the nurse was like, what's that lump on your forearm? And I was like, mind your own business. Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, you get bit by a spider? I was like... Yeah, I don't know what it is. And she's like, well, if it stays there, you should get it checked. But it's getting smaller, so I'm pretty sure it's a spider. No hallucinations? Just a killer migraine. That was something I wanted to bring up about brown recluse spiders. And I know I sound like a broken record, but we are going to do a brown recluse episode too. (laughs) But a quick teaser. If you feel like you've been bitten by a spider and you think it might be like a hobo spider or a brown recluse or a spider in that family, keep an eye on that bite. And if it just kind of clears up and goes away, you're fine. But if it turns into kind of like a target pattern and you start to see some skin dying around the bite, that's when you want to go in and get it checked out because Mm. it can really, that can progress pretty quick and you can actually like get some pretty bad scars and lose a lot of tissue. So you do want to, if that starts happening, go get it checked out. Okay. So, you know, I had a bunch more, but I think we're just going to finish off with the beaver attack. Oh, finally. (laughs) So if you're a patron out there, you know that we've done a whole episode on beavers. Jeff let us one of our best. It was a really great episode. So at some point we might share that one to our main. But um, I'm going to go over a beaver attack that just happened uh, September 6th. It happened to this guy, Mark Prez, in quotation marks, Piracini. He's 73 years old. He That's lives like in a Massachusetts. boxer thing when you put their names in quotation marks. Yeah, I, Why know, are you I doing that? thought that's what the article had, and I just imagine that's what this dude likes to be called. Uh, he's in the um, senior boxing league, but maybe. He's, yeah, maybe. He's from Greenfield, Massachusetts, and I guess he really enjoys taking this morning bicycle ride to this really secluded spot in the woods to just hang out in nature. Um, he wouldn't tell anyone where this location is because he doesn't <laughs> want people there. And he doesn't want people to disrupt the wildlife. I guess he likes to swim out to this small grassy island that's like 50 yards from the shore. And he just likes to sit on this island. And and get chomped by beavers. (laughs) Yeah, bucolic, undisturbed beauty and listen to the wind blow. Lots of details about how this guy feels about this spot. And I guess it's like really near and dear to him for like 50 years now. He's been going out to this spot. So it's kind of like a meditation spot for him. So on September 6th, he's out there, he's meditating, he's watching the ducks, and he decides to swim back to his bike at roughly 11 a.m. And he says, the beaver started on my leg. I never saw him. I thought it was some weird mutant lake trout. 
He surfaced near my head and he grabbed my head. He went to bite my head. I punched him a couple times. Uh, He said the 35 to 40 pound beaver repeatedly dove underwater and resurfaced about 15 feet in front of him to begin attacking him again. He estimates it lasted about five minutes before he could get to shore. And um, he realized like if he kept trying to fight this beaver, he was going to probably drown before he could get back to shore. So he just decides he's just going to let it attack him as he tries to swim to shore. And he says by the time he gets to shore, he was completely exhausted and pretty much was about to pass out from exhaustion and blood loss. And he says that if he had to go like 10 more yards, he would have drowned. So he gets and then he's like, also, if this beaver came on shore and tried to attack me, which one of the beavers did in Jeff's story. He's he's, he's like positive this beaver would have killed him. Yeah. He's like, I wouldn't have been able to fight him off. It would have killed me, <laughs> which is wild to think about a beaver like following someone on shore and killing them. Yeah. Luckily, it didn't. He crawled to his bike. He pedaled about a mile and a half to his car, and then they drove him to the emergency room. This attack left him with lacerations from head to toe, chunks of flesh torn from his arms and his legs. And uh, I'm going to share with you guys again. So chunks of chunks of flesh torn from his legs and his arms, a fractured finger on his right hand, and a lacerated tendon to his left index finger. And I have some photos here of what he looked like following this beaver attack. Which Jeez. these wounds are like kind of crazy to me. They look like he was like whipped with something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that was bites from the beaver. It was underwater, so it wasn't hitting him with his tail. Like that's its teeth it's like doing slices. that, and probably its claws wow. too. He got pretty messed up. <laughs> And like yeah, beavers a, a near death. got some big old teeth. <laughs> yeah, they do. They that, that's, that's crazy. Not a yeah. He probably has anyway. like iron poisoning too. It's one angry beaver. So he, they think this beaver almost for sure had rabies. So they gave him a bunch of rabies shots. A quick tip: if you are swimming in like a pond or something where there could be beavers present, and if you do see any kind of structure that may have been made by a beaver, or you see trees that have been chewed on by a beaver. Don't swim in that area. They're really defensive and territorial of where their dams are because a lot of times their young are in there. So that's the main thing to avoid with beavers is don't be anywhere near their dams if you're in the water. It's a bad well, idea. It sounds like this guy's not leaving his spot. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, he really loves this spot, so who knows? It's going to be him versus the beaver for that spot. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, that's interesting that they didn't really talk about that at all. Like, what's his plan moving forward with this spot that's so near and dear to him? Anyway, that's my last story. Uh, There were a lot of stories this month, but I kind of just tried to sum up the ones that I found the most interesting. Um, do you guys have anything else? Good job. No. no. Hey, you too, I do Jack. kind of want to come to the defense of beavers, because that story really casts them in a bad light. Jeff's, yeah. the Jeff's Patreon episode really made me think pretty highly of beavers. I think they're really cool. They can be mean. Hopefully soon everyone's going to be able to hear that one. Beavers were always like... My dad had told us about times that he'd been chased by beavers, so I kind of always held them in a different light. Like I always was a little nervous around beavers. And I guess we're, we should be. <laughs> I guess they can do a lot of damage. I've never had that. Well, you're tougher than. If me, I see a Jeff. beaver, I'm getting as close as I can. You're getting. You're getting that beaver. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so I was okay. To say. So I don't really. Our categories are going to be a little bit different. We're not really going to do categories. We're going to do a little game to celebrate. We've been around for a little over a year now, like Oof. a year and a couple weeks. 
Yeah. It's pretty much, yeah, I know. That's how if I feel. If we too. were a baby, are, we'd be starting to talk. Yeah, we'd be getting really annoying by now. Um, I wanted to kind of look back a little bit on the podcast and I wanted to do it in a fun way. And for us, for something to be really fun, it has to be a bet, it has to be competitive. So, what I've got going. I feel like I'm about to lose a lot of money. I think you probably are. <laughs> Although I don't know this. I think this. I think this game maybe is a little bit better suited to your memory than to Jeff's. No offense, Jeff. <laughs> Just um, like in general, having a memory. <laughs> well, having a memory, yeah. And then also, Mike edits these episodes, so he's like gone through them a lot more than most of us. Oh, uh, we're um, doing it on like past episodes. Yeah. So I've got a little quiz, and we're gonna go back, and I'm gonna ask you guys each a question and the questions are each worth five dollars so if jeff if you get a question right mike owes you five dollars mike if you get a question right jeff owes you five dollars so each question is worth five dollars and you guys are paying that money to each other hopefully it evens out a little bit these questions are ranked by difficulty and i have an equal number for each of you guys so i'm trying to do this as fair as possible and then also on top of that All of these questions are ones that I didn't have to go back into our episodes and look up. These were all ones that I knew off the top of my head. So I don't think they're like too crazy or intricate. I think you guys should be able to get most of these. So hopefully you're not going to have to owe each other a lot of money. But I kind of hope you do. I kind of hope one of you guys loses a bunch of money. Because there's 20 of these. There's 10 each. So you could potentially lose $50. Who do you think is going to win, Wes? Uh, I think Mike's going to win. Okay. <laughs> I feel the pressure. Yeah. Can we steal each other's questions if they don't have the answer? Uh, yeah, let's do that. That sounds fun. Yeah. You so should if, do you it steal that their, if you steal their question, uh, you get $2. Oh, I'm swiping your question. We're just, Jeff. we're just, we're winging it here. <laughs> so I'm curious before we do this quiz, I'm curious to see how many of you listeners are going to get these questions right. So as we go through them, write down your answer. And if you get them all right, let us know, because I'm actually just really curious how much attention everyone's paying. So if you really want to play along with this quiz, I would just recommend immediately pausing it right after I say the question, because the boys are going to answer some of these pretty fast. So if you want to like guess before you hear their answers, just pause right after I say the question. You guys can earn some money. All right. We'll just have Wes send that out to you. (laughs) All right. Let's, uh, Mike, you can go first. And you can pick easy, hard, or medium. You're going to have to answer each. So you might as well just like go for whatever you let's, want. I want to see. Let's go with a hard one. I want to see how how tough we're going to get here. Okay. Uh, hardball. Keanu Reeves. All right. Mike. This is maybe, I think, maybe the hardest question. Well, did give it to Jeff. Uh, what, <laughs> what hormone is thought to regulate the mother bear instinct in humans and other animals? What hormone? There's no way we what talked about. What hormone is thought to regulate the mother bear instinct in humans and other animals? This is from the Mother's Day episode featuring our dear mother, Cindy Larson. Um, the the fifth one. The fifth hormone. <laughs> the fifth hormone. Jeff, you just won $5. Or do you want to steal it? You could win $7 if you steal it. I can't steal it. Okay. That hormone is oxytocin. It's the same hormone that's like responsible for like love and whatnot. It's the hormone you're supposed to get when you like hug people. Oxytocin. We definitely talked about it. We talked about that whole rat experiment where they like gave rats oxytocin and then they like defended their babies. Oxytocin. I knew that one. All right, Jeff, what do you want? I'm going to go easy. Okay, easy. What name 
did Fiona give the Sydney funnelweb spider that bit her? It's in the title of our episode. <laughs> I don't know. Mike, would you like to steal? I mean, I'd like to. Is it Carl? <laughs> it's not Carl. It's Yorick. <laughs> Yorick. Yorick. Oh, man. Yorick, the oh, Sydney man. funnel web spider. Okay, so, so you guys are even. even. That was an easy yeah. one? Dude, we're screwed, Jeff. That was an easy one. I thought it was easy. <laughs> okay, let's go. I'll, t- I'll do an easy one. Okay, easy for Mike. Mike, what did Elena Hansen say was the worst part of her entire ordeal after being attacked by a black bear in 2008. Oh, dealing with uh, health insurance. Correct. I knew that one. Jeff, you owe Mike $5. I'm going to make a little tally You're here. in the hole, bud. Okay, so Jeff minus five. Jeff, what you want to, we'll give you an easy one too. Do you, or what do you want? Sure. You're, you're all going to get the same number of easy and hard. Do you want easy? Uh, let's do a hard one. Okay, another hard one for Jeff. Another hard Jeff. one. Jeff. Yeah, your last one was hard, too. I asked for an easy one last time. Oh, yeah, I gave you an easy one. That's right. <laughs> I'm way out of it. I'm forgetting where we are. Jeff. What? This one's... I made this question You don't know what you're doing, so just go for no, it. No, I did. I made this question specifically for you. I put a lot of time into this. All right. Correctly pronounce the name of the Norwegian archipelago where Horatio Chapel was killed by a polar bear. Spalsgard. <laughs> Closer than I thought. Uh, Mike, would you like to try and steal that no, question? No, I feel like I'd be cheating since he kind of, he said the name. Basically. I did just say yeah. closer than I thought. Spalsgard? Yeah. It's Spalbard. Ah, Spalbard. Shit. Mike, you're up $5. Yes. All right, let's go with a medium one. Medium. What is the name for the circular spots that both jaguars and leopards have? Uh, they're not just called spots? No. Dots? <laughs> no. <laughs> Jeff, do you want to try and steal it? Um, uh, markings, rosettes. Uh, so Jeff's yeah. down five. Jeff's down five because Mike's gotten one right. <sighs> all right, Jeff. What difficulty question do you want? I'll do a medium. Okay, medium. These are all impossible. I think you might. I think you might get this. There's one. only one category. When I thought I knew the last impossible. one. I thought. Ah oh, man. <laughs> when Mo mad. the chimp, my favorite episode, bit off the end of someone's finger. What did his owners think he mistook the finger for? Red licorice. Yep, red licorice. You're back to even. Good job. All right, baby. Easy. That was easy. All right, Mike. Let's go with another hard one. Okay, another hard one. I think you each only... I know there's a couple more hard ones. Mike, how do reticulated pythons often kill larger prey? Be specific. Ooh. um, They strangle them to death? With their bodies, do you want to steal that? <laughs> do you want to steal that one? They reticulate them. Um, yeah, they they crush their bones and paralyze them. No, you're both wrong. Uh, they constrict them at such a high pressure that their blood pressure is so elevated oh, that it yeah. like destroys their brain tissue. It like puts too much blood. So they in constrict their brain them or something, and that's why uh, that's why they die. They used to think it was just them suffocating, but it's actually from the elevated blood pressure all right, all right so you give guys me are an still easy even. one i want to take the lead jeff what species of shark is responsible for the most attacks as recorded in the international shark attack file database great white shark correct jeff is up five dollars oh yeah baby <laughs> easiest question i've ever mike heard. i'll go with an easy one okay an easy one what song was on the russian fisherman's cell phone that may have saved his life when he was attacked by a brown bear 
Oh, is Justin Bieber? What song? I this is I can't. You can't honestly expect me to know the name of a Justin Bieber song. I think I Baby? got it. Baby. Yep. Yes. I, oh, good job. Man, yep. so lucky. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you guys are back to even. Uh, Jeff, what difficulty do you want? Let's go hard. Okay, hard. How high was the tiger enclosure fence in the San Francisco Zoo when Tatiana escaped and attacked the visitors? Twelve and a half feet. Oh, Jeff. <laughs> good job. I'm impressed. You said a hard Jeff's one, five not an easy one. That was hard. Oh, we all you knew, knew that. that one? I, that I one. That. <laughs> okay. I thought that was a hard one. All right, Mike, Jeff's up five bucks. Uh, let's go with a medium one. Medium. How fast can grizzly bears run? What number do I most often say? Um, oh, man. I don't know. What does it matter what you say? Uh, 40, 40 miles an hour. 30, 38. Jeff, would you like to steal? 30 miles an hour. Nope. 35 is what I typically I've say. I've never once heard you say that. All right. Well, <laughs> you guys can go back. We got it recorded. So Jeff's still up $5. Uh, All right. Jeff, it's your turn. Let's go medium. Medium. When Ronald Huff was eaten by his pet monitor lizards, his neighbor Jeff Wildonger looked into his apartment and saw Ron's corpse and drew the image later because it was stuck in his mind. In the drawing, he included a poster of a photo that Ron had on the wall. What animal was featured in that poster? I'll accept two different answers for that animal because it was a little unclear. His house cat. Is Mike, a cat. would you like to steal? Uh, was this just another monitor lizard? It was a bobcat or a lynx. It was one of the oh, two. Yeah. Jeff was pretty close. Close, there. Jeff. I should have just said cat. All right. Maybe would gave me. <laughs> All right, Mike, you're up. Jeff's still up five dollars. How many of each do I have left? Um, that's a good question. Give me just. One I second. don't care. Let's just do an easy one. Okay, easy. During the cassowary episode, we talked about two fatal attacks. One happened in Australia in the 1920s. And the other happened in what U.S. state? Oh, it's either Florida or Georgia. <laughs> Florida. Well, I'll take the other. Correct. Oh, yes. Oh, Florida. <laughs> you guys are back to even. Jeff? Let's go easy. What is Jesse's horse's name? Guapa. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Probably what I got. I expunged that memory from my brain. <laughs> All right, Mike? Uh, let's go with a hard one. Hard one. Okay. In what country's waters was Tilikum the Orca captured? What countries? In what country's waters was Tilikum the Orca captured? Um, Denmark? Jeff, would you like to steal? I'm going to say Canada. Iceland. Tilikum was captured in Iceland. Jeff, you're still at $5. What level of question do you want? Easy. Give me three names for the critter that attacked Shannon Parker in California. Wait, say it again. Three acceptable names. Give me three names for the critter that attacked Shannon Parker in California. Okay, yeah. Um, you were just looking. Puma? You looked that up. I saw you no. looking at your phone. <laughs> you what up? were you doing there for I, 10 seconds? Can I go? Whatever. Yeah, you can go. Puma, Cougar, Mountain Knight. Correct. Ridiculous. Jeff's up $10. I haven't been keeping track of how many easy and that's why i started just doing doing. easy last couple (laughs) i forgot that like i have an even number for each of them but jeff you're done with easy ones what uh mike you're you've done your share of easy i'm positive there's only one more easy and it's i got a hard one right you did but this last easy one is mike's i'm positive yeah i was gonna keep choosing easy because i didn't think you had it Mike, what do bull sharks often do to their potential prey before they attack they bump them. Yeah, they give them like a little bump, you know? Correct. So, Jeff, how much were you up? Ten bucks? Ten. So yeah. now you're up five. All right, Jeff, 
Uh, what difficulty, medium or hard? I'll take a medium. What breed of dog saved the victim in the 2000 Icy Bay Alaska wolf attack? I don't know. I'm going to just say a husky. Mike, would you like to steal? I have no idea what that question is even referencing. Me neither. The 2000 Icy Bay Alaska wolf attack. Our wolf episode completely dedicated to wolves. <laughs> what kind of dog was it? A lab. It is a lab. Yes. It is. So, uh, so I'm Mike, up $3. you are now up $2. No. Mike's up $2. No, I'm oh, up Oh, yeah, you're right. You're up. You're up three. I hate this All game. All right, Mike. Um, I hope we don't make it to two years because get... I don't want to play this again. <laughs> Mike, you now have only medium questions left. All right, let's do it. So tell me a unique physical characteristic of the Lions of Savo. A unique physical characteristic. Of the specific, those specific lions or just the those lions in general? Of the lions of Savo. Okay, well, the lions of one Savo. of them had a real bad toothache and just wanted to eat soft humans. Jeff, would you like to steal? Is that not good uh, enough? They had short no, manes. Not like for. not they don't really they have, have a short manes. Oh my gosh. That's what it, it it's That's the what short I was manes, gonna say. But you can't okay. give me the answer. Mike, I'm back to five. Mike like went in. Mike went in. Yeah, I'm sorry, Mike. Jeff's gonna get that I, answer. So I Jeff, kinda, you're at eight dollars. Re- you guys you okay, whatever. <laughs> no, I'm back to five dollars. <laughs> All right, fine. Did I not give a specific physical trait of the specific lions in that story? I said the lions of Savo. One of them had a hurt tooth. I said, give me a unique physical characteristic of the lions of Savo. Okay, whatever. I'm sorry. I guess that could have been written a little bit better. I quit. Okay. Jeff. Yeah. What organ could witnesses clearly see in Paul Templer's body after he was nearly bitten in half by a hippo? Oh, yeah. Uh, it was his liver. Mike, would you like to steal? It was his lung. It was his lungs. I Correct. Thought. I was I was torn between liver and lung. So you're back to three. Yep, $3. Mike goes, Jeff, $3. I can't afford this. Okay. I can't afford to lose this one, guys. I'm going to need to go to Squid Game <laughs> after this. How many questions do we have left? Let me look really quick. I think I had one extra because you guys are even on how many questions you've done now, right? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to go to, since you guys are pretty much even, Mike owes Jeff $3, which isn't satisfying at all. I'm going to ask you one last Jeff's question. probably a little satisfying. And then there's actually, <laughs> there. I actually had two bonus questions. One of them is ice cream and cake, one dessert or two, which we're not actually going to use as a real <laughs> question because we don't have a real answer for it. But yeah, we, do we do have a bonus question. <laughs> this, <laughs> this question is worth $25. And whoever gets it right, it's a lightning round. So whoever gets it right wins right. that twenty five dollars. What the? Heck? I, this was this so. It's was, whoever this game answers is fast this, is like, this is like a golden snitch. If one of you, if one of you had been winning by a lot, I would have left it. But it's kind of unsatisfying for one of you guys just to win three dollars. Yeah. So whoever answers this question the fastest. How about you? How about you don't get to determine what's satisfying when it comes to somebody else's money, Wes? How about this is my game and you just get to play along with the rules? I think it's been pretty evenly matched. This is All why right. Wes didn't like play a lot of sports <laughs> growing up is he just like makes up his own rules halfway yeah, through. Calvin Ball. Okay. Oh, it's like Calvin Ball. Yeah. Final bonus question. I don't think either of you are going to get it. So you're probably safe. Tell me exactly what Mo the Chimp wore to his court date. Tuxedo. I want to I want to know what he was wearing for a shirt and his pants. 
He was wearing a tuxedo shirt and uh, pants. Plaid he was pants. wearing suspenders. <laughs> He's just wearing. Mike, what's your I was going to say he was dressed up like a train engineer because I think that would be pretty fun. That would be fun. He was wearing a checkered shirt and white pants. Oh, oh. he Jeff, wore the tuxedo won, to the wedding. You just won three dollars, Jeff. Congratulations. Nice. Have to, Thanks for doing that, Wes. I'm going to have to liquidate a little here. That was a fun fun little walk down memory lane. Sorry it was a little chaotic, but, you know, I I really did work on putting all those questions together and rating them for difficulty. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, good job, guys. Jeff, congrats on your big win. So wait, Thanks. you're up $8 total Mike, now? I'm a, little, I'm a little disappointed in you, Mike. I honestly thought after, I thought you for sure would get like Yorick the spider and a couple of those other ones that were like you've literally listened to a billion times. You know times. what? I'm a little disappointed in you, Wes, for engaging in what, <laughs> frankly, I believe was a pretty gross display of nepotism. All right, fair enough. I thought <laughs> I gave you guys pretty evenly matched questions, but whatever. I mean, I asked Jeff to pronounce Svalbard. <laughs> he did. in Jeff in Jeff terms, I think he should probably should have got that one. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. right in there. You were closer than I thought. The one I should have known is the lab. I just couldn't even think of that story. But once I knew the <laughs> yeah. story, I knew it was a lab. Yeah, you guys totally both just blacked that story <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. It was like almost a year ago. So I guess it makes sense. And, and what like, a year honestly, it's been, right? As far as our stories go, that one was a little like lackluster. A little dull. There's nothing really happened. You can, you all can just skip yeah, that. There one. aren't that many great wolf stories. Yeah, don't don't <laughs> listen to our wolf stories. <laughs> All right. Well, um, we got some fun stuff coming up for you guys. We're going to try and get a special Halloween episode recorded. For me and Mike? Uh, No, for (laughs) everyone else out there. Oh, I see. Sometimes Jeff forgets that we're talking to other people. We're going to get a Halloween episode recorded with some like creepy stories. Uh, We're going to have shirts back for sale here real soon. We got a lot of cool stuff. And then we got maybe our first three-part episode coming up depending oh, on whether or not it fits into three episodes. But I'm really excited for that one. It's going to be on The Night of the Grizzlies, which is a pretty crazy story. So, yeah, you got a lot to be excited you for. You know what else is coming up, guys? The Lord of the Rings marathon that we always do. It so is. we'll let you guys know when we're doing it, and you just join in if you want. Just know that somewhere out there in the world, we're watching them too. I think we're going to have to figure out a way on Patreon, at least, to kind of live stream a little bit of that. Ooh, yeah. So that our patrons can join in with us if they want, or at least to do like updates on how it's going. That'd be fun. Um, Anyway, that's coming up soon. Probably November is what I'm thinking. So we got a lot coming up. Lot to look forward to. Jeff, don't, don't kill yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Wes, you saved a life today. So good job, dude. Um, All right. right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, And I hope you guys all have a really good week. Whatever week you listen to this, I hope it's a good one. I hope it's I hope so too. I echo that sentiment. Love you. We'll see. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible. And if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. 
As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday.